Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is going on, Heat Nation? Welcome into Believe in Miami Heat. What a season. No matter how you look at what happened tonight, what a season. Heat lose game six. LA Lakers are the 2020 NBA champions. And let's just get it out of the way right here, right off the bat. There's going to be people that are disappointed. There's going to be people that are mad. And sure, there there's absolutely great reason to be disappointed. But I'm not going to talk about the Lakers much in this. But just remember who you lost to. Love it or hate it, you lost to arguably the best player in NBA history. And when you look back at this team, which we're going to do on this podcast, just the fact that you had a chance to beat arguably the best player in NBA history in LeBron James, that you beat him twice with a beat-up team, that it took everything. It took one of his best finals performances, honestly, to beat you. There's no, it's a, it's become a common phrase in these finals for me on this show. There are no moral victories, right? At the end of the day, next year, two years, three years from now, people don't remember second place. They remember who wins. Heat fans, you're always going to remember this season. So take that right off the bat. Take that away from this. Losing 4-2 in the NBA Finals to the Los Angeles Lakers, a team that was built to win a championship this year, and you knew they were. That team, the Los Angeles Lakers, they didn't lose two games in a row in the NBA playoffs this year. They only lost two games in a row three times the entire regular season. That's what championship teams do, and you have to, you have to, hats off to them. He came out in game six, and looked a little worn out looked a little bit worn out and part of it was look if the heat played their best were they going to beat the lakers in this game in game six who knows i'm not sure that they were lebron james came out lebron james looked like he was coming out in game six to win his fourth nba title and win his fourth finals mvp and cement or begin to and continue to cement his legacy I'm not sure that there was much that he could have done the way the Lakers played, particularly in the first half and in the first quarter of this game. Frank Vogel switched the lineup up. I don't think switching to Caruso specifically made all the difference in the world. I think playing AD at the five, which has been their best lineup all year, really made a difference. But ultimately, there was a combination of running into a buzzsaw that was LeBron James looking, coming out and saying, we are not playing another game in this series, combined with a Miami Heat team that wasn't necessarily supposed to be here. Two of the three best players have been banged up. Bam Adebayo until the second half of game six did look terrible since he's been back from injury. Goran Dragic played a little bit tonight, and you got to, you know, shout out to him for even trying but you know he wasn't right. And the team just looked a little out of it. And in particular, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler just did not look great in game six. And 
can't harp on it. You can't harp on it. So I think what I want to do here is instead of really breaking down X's and O's of game six and what the Heat could have done or what the Heat should have done or what happened, there's no point. There's no more games to be played. The season's over. So there's no reason in really looking back at game six. The game, the Heat lost. But there is nothing, as much as saying there's nothing to be mad or sad about in losing in the NBA Finals, in especially for this Miami Heat team, you really have to look at it that way. And, it's, and you know, it, Jimmy Butler is the guy you got to start with. Losing 4-2 in the NBA Finals to the Lakers is not going to take away the fact that Jimmy Butler had one of the greatest NBA Finals performances in NBA history, not just Miami Heat history, NBA history. It threw six games. 40-point triple-double, 30-point triple-double. Put the team on his back in those two wins and say what you want about the other games when he wasn't as assertive to score or whatever. But he showed in this game that he's not just a good player. He is an elite player in the NBA. And I said it. I said it after last game. And I'll say it again. And I'm not just going to go back on it because he lose game six and Jimmy Butler doesn't play his best. Jimmy Butler is a, a top 10 player in the NBA. And there are very few players that you would take over him right now. Right now, to help lead you to an NBA championship, there are very few players that you would take over Jimmy Butler. If you're a Heat fan, you have to feel good about that. You have to feel good coming out of the NBA Finals, going into the offseason, going into next season, knowing you have Jimmy Butler and that Jimmy Butler loves being in Miami and that he will continue to play like this for the Miami Heat because it seems like, it seems like, you made one of the best moves in a long time in the NBA by going and getting that guy. And I'm going to continue on the positives because you can only look at this NBA Finals appearance as a positive if you're the Miami Heat or a, or a Heat fan, no matter what the result. And on the Jimmy Butler thing, you also have to consider, look at the guys he did it with. Undrafted Duncan Robinson. 20-year-old Tyler Hero, undrafted Kendrick Nunn, banged up Goran Dragic or no Goran Dragic in the finals. 14th pick Bam Adebayo, 13th pick Tyler Hero. Jay Crowder, bounced around, has been part of almost, it seems like every team that's had him has sent him out of town. He was a 34th pick in the draft. So Jimmy being able to do that with those guys is so is even more impressive and just an all-time performance and when you look back on it as a franchise, you got to love what you saw here from this team. And speaking of those guys, I mean, y- you look forward now, and I'm going to later this week, Jonathan Zaslow is going to join me on the podcast, and we're going to take a look at the offseason and take a look at, we'll look back at this season a little bit, and we'll also break down the offseason and the future of this team. But like I said, Tyler Hero, 20 years old, Bam Adebayo, Despite his struggles in the finals, injury or no injury, one of the best big men in the NBA already. You're going forward with those guys. Duncan Robinson, one of the best shooters in the NBA. You know, you get some, you get some 
questions to answer in terms of who you bring back and what you do elsewhere. But no matter what happens, you're going into the offseason with Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and Bam Adebayo. That's a pretty good four to already know you have next year. You're going to have Goran Dragic. He'll come back. Hopefully he's fully healthy from this foot thing, which I think he will be next. You know, he's got a whole off season and who knows when we're going to have basketball again. That might be the saddest part of this whole thing. Before I go on, that might be the saddest part of the whole thing. Of course, sad that the heat weren't able to pull it off, but you got to look at the season in a positive light. The the sad thing is now when are we going to have basketball again? Whole other topic, obviously, but man, that's a crush. That's one of the crushing things about game six is, is it going to be January? Is it going to be March? We don't know. It's it's impossible to know when when we're going to see basketball again. So that that kind of that sucks. But doesn't suck to see the Heat in the NBA Finals and watching what a bright future this team has. So you got to look at it. You're going to look at it multiple ways. I get it being disappointed. Sure, it's tough, but. Look at all the good things that came out of this season in this championship run. Eric Spolstra. We all knew. Everybody down here knew. Everybody in Miami knew. But it always just kind of seemed like no matter how good of a coach Eric Spolstra was, he didn't quite get the credit from the casual fan, from the casual person. They, they didn't really say Eric Spolstra is a top five NBA coach. We knew. But probably part of that is having the big three in his in the first four championship runs that he coached, having LeBron James. That tends to happen when you have LeBron James. Whether it's your GM or your executive or your coach, they, they don't get the credit that either they deserve or they don't deserve. I, I don't know. But one thing is absolutely for sure. Eric Spolstra deserves not only credit for the coaching job he did with those teams, but the coaching job that he did with this team this year. I don't know, looking around the league, I just don't know if there's any other coach, and I really truly mean this, I mean, maybe Greg Popovich, but here's the reality of it. Greg Popovich... As is he's the greatest coach of all time, but he also, in all of his great seasons, had three first ballot Hall of Famers on his team. And there's no comparing uh, DeMar DeRozan to Jimmy Butler or what the, the Spurs had on their roster to what the Heat have on their roster. But, you know, the Spurs had two all-star level players and a bunch of others. The Heat had one all-star and a, and a bunch of others coming into the season. And so when you look around the league, I, I just I think one of the amazing things that comes out of this finals run and 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 even just this finals in particular the way Spolstra was able to adjust without two of the three best players on the team is that people I think will finally look at him in this light and say, "Yeah, he, he is. He's top five. He might be the best coach in the NBA currently. It's hard to put him above Greg Popovich while Greg Popovich is still a coach. But it's hard to say that anybody else in the NBA is a better coach than Eric Spolstra right now. 
you could argue Nick Nurse, but hey, where's Nick Nurse? Nick Nurse went home in the second round. And again, look at the rosters. Look at the rosters. There is no reason to to look at the Heat's roster coming into the playoffs. They're a five seed coming into the season and think the Heat were a better team than the Raptors. The Raptors, despite losing Kawhi Leonard, still had a pretty good roster, a good a team that, you know, they were a game away from making it to the conference finals. Coach of the year. All right. That's a, another indication of Eric Spolstra doesn't get a ton of credit. And I get it. A five seed in the East, you're not going to get coach of the year. But I, but I, I love the fact that the heat making this run is probably going to bring to light and, and some of those writers who probably didn't give Spolstra all the credit he deserved, they're going to flip. They'll flip too. They'll come out and say they always knew how good of a coach he was because they're NBA writers and they know. But they'll make the flip if they haven't already. There will be people will continue and start to talk on a real level about where Eric Spolstra ranks among coaches in the NBA and. It's probably top three or top two. And that's a positive coming out of this. You know, it doesn't help you win games any more than it already did because he's that great of a coach. And then there's, and then Pat Riley. Of course, I mean, how can you not just, the guy continues to get it done. What he did, you know, they mentioned on the broadcast, which is such an amazing thing, right? Um, Jeff Van Gundy talked on the broadcast about how teams like people around the league always talk about how the Spurs do it the right way and the Miami Heat do it the right way and then they don't do it. And he gave the Heat credit saying, you know, look, the Heat didn't make the playoffs three of the last four years. They didn't get rid of Eric Spolstra. They didn't blow it up. They continued to try to win. And it just shows what Pat Riley has built in Miami. It, it, I, I've always, you know, even, even growing up in Miami and watching the heat and, and knowing about the heat culture, um, there was always a part of me that's, that says, look, culture's great, but stars win hall of famers win. And as much as the heat culture has always obviously been a thing, the championship runs were with hall of famers. I think what this, this finals run solidifies with Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra is that the the heat culture is such an absolutely real thing. And it's such a great thing to take away moving forward because you, this team should not have been in the NBA finals. Historically speaking, when you look back at how NBA teams, NBA championship teams are built. So you, you look at it and you say, man, go, this team is going to be fun going forward and guys are going to want to come play for the Miami Heat. Not that they didn't already, but now you look at Jimmy Butler, one of the all-time great single-season reputation turnarounds, and you say, yeah, I want to play there. I want to play there. So, Heat are not NBA champions, but God, no one remembers second place. But Heat fans, you got it. You're gonna remember this. You're gonna remember this for a long time, because look at again. If you even coming into the playoffs, but look back to the beginning of the season. Be honest with yourself. Where did you think this team was gonna be this year? Playoffs, okay. Top four in the East, 
sure. Maybe. Didn't finish top four in the East, but maybe. Maybe after the Iguodala trade, you thought, okay, maybe we could sneak into the Eastern Conference Finals. The playoffs started, five seed, knew you had to go up against the Bucks in the second round. How many of you thought they were going to the finals? Not not just the finals. How many of you thought they were getting past the Bucks? It's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable what this team accomplished this year. So there's nothing to hang heads about. Losing sucks, but it's it's a rare it's a rare thing for a team to get to the NBA Finals and come out of it and say, there's nothing that disappointed me about that. There is nothing that disappointed me about that. I think most of the time when teams go to the NBA Finals, they were expected to go to the NBA Finals. Generally speaking, the teams that people think, I mean, occasionally there's upsets, but the deeper you go in the playoffs, the teams that you think are going to go to the Finals are the teams that make it. Um, The teams with the best players you know, renowned players, players that are renowned as the best in the NBA, they, they make it, they go to the NBA finals. So this team losing this Miami heat team losing, it's the first time I can remember where you come out of it and you say, we, we were, we were close and it sucks to not, to not win, but we made it competitive and we shouldn't have even been here. And it sets up for such an amazing future. I mean, you look at this team. You'll never forget this team. I won't forget this team, this Miami Heat team, ever. I mean, this season, you'll never forget. The bubble and everything that went on and, all, and the, the stop in the middle of the bubble and then everything taking six months off of basketball. And it's just such a unique season. But this team, the further we get away from this season, you'll forget about how weird this season was and you'll just remember... Damn, that Heat team. I mean, you you can't look at the history of the team and say that this is a top three. This is that this is a better season than a championship season. Although some of you might because a lot of you hate LeBron. But (laughs) I personally will not look back at this season and say it's better than a championship year. It's not better than 06. It's not better than either of the LeBron championships. But it's that it's next. It's right after it. It's the fourth best season in, in in Miami Heat history. It's not even particularly close to me. It, even growing up down here and and seeing them in the, the a lot of the fun teams that the Heat have had, but it's not really close. Like this was the fourth best season in Miami Heat history. And outside of D Wade in 06 in the finals, Jimmy Butler of all the finals appearances this team has made, second best finals appearance in Heat history, maybe the best, even in the loss, what he did. I mean, there's so many things. You're looking at this this finals run that not only are just fun, things that we'll get to remember about this Heat team, just so much positivity. Don't look back on it and say, oh, if we would have done this, oh, if we would have done that, oh, if they did this, oh, if this happened, oh, if we didn't have the injuries. There's no reason to. It's over. You know, the season's over. And it was one of the best seasons in the history of the franchise. And you're not, you know, you you get a banner for Eastern Conference champions. I I know that's not what you want. You want the, 
the Lario, but it's it was so fun. And now we look ahead to next year and you think, well, damn, who, who's beating us in the East? Obviously, things can change. The offseason changes everything. The Nets are going to likely be healthy with a Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving-led team. But the Raptors are in trouble. Um, you know, Boston gets a year more experience, but they have some roster issues to look at. Bucks will be good again. The Bucks will be fine. But you just smoked the Bucks. I mean, think about that. The two teams that the Miami Heat, their biggest competition in the Eastern Conference as of right now, they dominated in the Eastern Conference playoffs. You have to got to love what you saw from this team this entire postseason. The fact that they didn't even quit fighting in Game 6 despite looking worn out and tired and... Deservedly so, because Jimmy, especially Jimmy Butler, because the way he played and the minutes he played in this series, he he, he was probably worn out. I, I I'm not mad. I don't think you should be either. What a, what a season! Celebrate what they were able to do because it was incredible. Um. That's it. That's all I got. I mean, it, this is a short one because what else is there to say? I mean, it was a great season and we'll continue to talk about it. I, I also, I just want to say before I wrap it up, thank you to all of you who are already listening. You know, this is going to ultimately be a, a one or two day a week podcast, probably one day a week in the off season, two days a week during the regular season. I know I've been going, you know, every night, because of the games after after each of these finals games but so many of you are listening now already after just five episodes it's really it's great continue to do it go and leave those ratings and reviews on on apple podcasts it really helps the show um so here's what we're going to do starting this week including this week there's gonna be a show every wednesday this wednesday i got some guests lined up for you not going to not going to throw all their names out there right now but just know I got some guests lined up. It's going to be a fun off season talking about this heat team starting like I said on on Wednesday with Jonathan Jonathan Zaslow from 790 the ticket does the heat's pre and post game shows for 790 the ticket. He's going to come on. We're going to talk about this season, probably where it ranks all time in heat history. And we're going to look ahead to the offseason a little bit. What do the Heat need to do? What can they do? Free agency, all that stuff. That's going to be a fun one. You're going to want to tune into that. But until then, enjoy remembering what this season was. Stay positive. It was such an incredible year. You can't be that down about what you just, what just, what, just remember what you, what the Heat accomplished this year when no one thought they could. And also, Before I go, remember this. Heat Nation.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.